0: She said, Deacon come from a land down under, where women glow and men plunder.
1: Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Yeah, you better run, you better take cover. Yeah, you better run, you better take cover." Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sidearm Nation podcast, a unique baseball podcast. Today, we have former CFL football player and Baltimore Orioles draft pick Brock Ralph. Thanks for coming on, Brock. You know, first things first, would you be able to kind of just talk to us a little bit about kind of what baseball looked like for you growing up?
0: Yeah, for me growing up, I mean, going back to the earliest days, it was me and my brothers in the backyard. And uh, what I remember the most is our ground ball competitions that uh me and my older brother, my younger brother would get in and uh I was usually the first one out. <laughs> that was uh after you made a an error or a uh poor throw back to dad. Um yeah, hence to say I ended up outfielder, but uh you know those are my earliest days and memories, backyard baseball with the buddies and then uh, Was fortunate to get coached, you know, a lot of years by my father, just kind of in, you know, 10, 12-year-old leagues and play with my brothers there as well. Um, But, uh, yeah, you know what, baseball was always, you know, a sport that me and my family loved. Um, You know, going to games uh, kind of in Lethbridge, whether it was a semi-pro team or, uh, the Lethbridge-Elix American Legion. Um, yeah, we always enjoyed watching the game. So, yeah, time high school hit, um, I played on the high school team, which I know a lot of Alberta um, schools don't have and provide, but no, uh, was, was able to play with Raymond High School um, baseball and kind of in a Southern Alberta league. And uh, and then supplemented that with American Legion baseball, playing for the Lethbridge Elks in a Montana league that included uh, Lethbridge and Medicine Hats. So started to get a little bit more serious with it. Then um, it was always a sport that uh, you know was kind of one of the big three or four for me and my brothers and my family. And when it was time for baseball, we <laughs> put on the cleats, and that turned into our new favorite sport. And yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it was uh, you know, something that yeah, mostly growing up, it was like it's baseball season. Let's try and uh figure out, you know, the swing and, and get the arm in shape and uh, you know, kinda yeah, part of that rotation with basketball and football and, and track. <laughs> so uh yeah, some some fond memories, but uh a lot of good years in Southern Alberta playing.
1: And then I guess, Brock, you got drafted by the Orioles twice. Could you talk to us a little bit about kind of that process and kind of, you know, what were some of the conversations you had with the Orioles?
0: Yeah, I started to get attention. I think it was my grade 11 year. And uh, yeah, we'd work out for different scouts and Baltimore was um, always one of the more interested clubs. So, uh, yeah, I flew down to Seattle and they came up and worked me out in, in my hometown and uh, had a couple workouts in Calgary as well. But um, I mean, when I first started to get attention, I was young and surprised and still not a great baseball player, uh, you know, in terms of polish and, um, you know, some of the, the finer points of the game. Um I think, yeah, Baltimore showed interest based on some of my, I guess, raw talent is kind of what I was told. And, and the fact that I could run and had a decent arm, um, you know, they kind of thought that my string and the hitting was something that they could potentially teach. And, uh, yeah, with conversations with them and other teams, I started to kind of get my hopes up that I was going to get drafted and, and Um, They hinted at kind of different rounds that I may be taking in. Um, But uh, I was also doing the football thing and starting to generate some interest in uh, from some Division one schools in the States. Um, So, yeah, some honest conversations were had. They were worried about uh, whether I would go to do football or, you know, take on the baseball thing make a long story short the first year um yeah day one went I thought I was gonna get drafted much higher than I did and eventually the rounds kind of continued to uh tick by and um I didn't think I was gonna get drafted at all because the agreement was you know that I wouldn't play unless somebody's very interested in the money was right and the opportunity was right, that kind of thing. So I did end up uh, getting drafted in the 45th round by Baltimore and uh, pretty short conversation that year. They just kind of said, you know, wanted to have you in case the football thing doesn't uh, work out or you change your mind or whatever. Um, but they knew, it, uh, they knew that. draft and follow. Sorry? Kind of draft and yeah, follow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Obviously be, being a 45th round pick, I didn't know how serious anybody was about me. And so I went and uh, played my first year of uh division 1 football at University of Wyoming. Um so yeah, kind of a, I guess a funny story is the next year I started to get a couple phone calls again, not playing any baseball. Um I think the Dodgers were First team kind of interested, but Baltimore kind of resurfaced and worked me out again. I thought that I maybe missed baseball and that it was something that I wanted to pursue. So I changed my tune a bit and said that baseball might be for me and that I was willing to take a a good hard look at, at pursuing. Um, so yeah with I think one workout and no games of baseball a year later I was drafted in the 15th round again by the Orioles Um, so yeah moved up 30 rounds and had more of a decision to make then Um, I remember a couple stressful days and um, you know the scout that I was talking to kind of giving me a short timeline as to you know getting back to them on a decision and whether I'd accept the offer and coming up with signing bonus and all that. Um, so yeah, that was a, for me, a very tough decision, something that I'm not sure whether I made the right move, but no regrets type thing, but I didn't, uh, I didn't sign. I went back to university of Wyoming to pursue the football thing and for year number two. And that was kind of the end for me. So never really got to see whether and you know, i could improve the way that i needed to 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 make a profession out of it and whether you know with some coaching and year-round training um i could get my swing and learn to hit off speed and, and some of the things that i struggled with
1: i guess could you describe yourself like kind of what type of player you were and kind of what got you drafted
0: yeah well like i said i was a quite a raw player. Okay. Um, I think my biggest asset was my speed, you know, fielding five balls and, and doing that came naturally to me. Um, I was told that I had the arm that I needed major league arm to, to play in that, um, that part was sufficient, obviously still looking to improve, but I was a guy that, yeah. Most teams I let off, um, I would probably get an infield hit a game, <laughs> um, just something that I'd outrun. Uh, I would probably say that I bunted, um, drag bunted probably once a game on average. Um, you know, so I was, I was that kind of player. My fielding was, was there. My swing had flaws. Um, I hit fastball better than I hit uh, off-speed stuff. I was kind of a free swinger, And, um, yeah, the base running and stuff was, I guess, maybe an asset for me as well. But I was, yeah, I was a very green player that uh, was generating interest based on, I think, potential. I mean, I was playing three months or whatever a year yeah. and, uh, and when, like I say, it was off season, I was doing some other sports. So they viewed me as a multi-sport guy that maybe they could tap into, to some of the, the, uh, assets that I had, and like I said, kind of the speed and arm thing, but yeah, that's kind of the type of baseball player that I was and I had some really good coaches, especially American Legion and Jim Cocus and Scott Oikawa. They were baseball guys that knew the game well. And and even though I didn't end up great, I improved a lot with them. And American Legion was a big help and kind of playing every day and practicing all the time.
1: And is that something, Brock, like, I guess, University of Wyoming, they don't have baseball, correct?
0: No, they don't.
1: After you got drafted kind of that second time, like did you continue playing like summer ball or men's league or was that kind of it for you baseball wise or? That was
0: it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, that was it.
1: You know, and during your, your own kind of recruiting and stuff, like was there ever any thoughts about doing both sports in college or?
0: Yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah. I just about ended up at Washington State for uh, both. Okay. And to be honest, yeah, at the time, I, you know, I wish I would have kind of known better as to how it worked. (laughs) Um, Kind of look back as to, you know, some of the specifics of, you know, if you sign, then this jeopardizes your amateur status and so on. Um, I think I learned more after I did not sign and actually went to school with guys that played baseball and then, you know, ended up doing football or tried both or whatever. Um, yeah, for some odd reason, I, you know, didn't end up trying to do both. Um, I really liked Wyoming for the football fit. And once I was there a year, I got comfortable and wanted to make the NFL and see if I could go professional in, in that sport. So yeah, I never did honestly, other than, a couple workouts I never did anything um, really after high school so.
1: And then Brock you played in the CFL could you talk to us a little bit about kind of your football career and kind of that transition afterwards?
0: Um, yeah so yeah, I was drafted my junior year of college I didn't know that the CFL was even having a draft so I was kind of in the moment there and my mom called and told me that Ottawa drafted me and uh, I could have left at that point but I decided to play my senior year and wasn't in a rush to come back to Canada and, and do the CFL thing yet um, but it was cool to know that someone wanted me and uh, yeah the next year I was getting ready to come up to Ottawa to play and still trying to figure out NFL opportunities and I was traded to Edmonton um, before I even uh, came to my first camp, So I ended up going straight to Edmonton and uh, had some NFL workouts, but never got a tryout. So came and did my first couple of years up here uh, with the Eskimos. And yeah, that was the next little, I guess, venture for me.
1: And then now currently doing a little coaching or?
0: yeah yes yeah, so now I coach football at a high school that I teach at Harry Ainley in Edmonton, and I guess this is my seventh year there, so yeah now doing that and enjoying that it's been a much different shift from being a player, but some things that I really enjoy about it and uh yeah it's a, I wish that I would have thought the way as a young player that I do now as a coach, you know, I think we all <laughs> probably agree that say it that, right. That
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> there's uh yeah, probably would have drove myself crazy with some of the things that I, you know, did as a player or the way that I was, but uh, no, coaching has been a lot of fun. And, you know, me and my brothers have all kind of got back into the coaching thing. I know they help with baseball and, my other brother's a varsity basketball coach, and I'm doing the football thing here. So kind of followed my father's footsteps and, and uh, you know, kind of giving back and, and enjoying the stuff that goes with coaching youth and amateur sports.
1: And then, Brock, definitely sounds like, you know, you're a multi-sport athlete, and that's something I definitely am a big fan of. I think maybe too many youth are trying to be too sport specific, too quickly, or too young. Um, any thoughts on that, Brock?
0: Yeah, because that's come up as as football coach. Um, I agree. I think we're in a world now where everybody kind of hones in on one sport and they year round. And in my opinion, um, that gets to be a lot and too much. And like I said, now I'm kind of a football guy, you know, a coach that's trying to get these young people the, uh, my opinion, the information that I think they need to be successful, you know, not only as a football player, but in life and that. So that's a regular conversation. And I'm with you in the fact that uh, um, I think that not enough kids are doing the multi-sport thing. And as a lot of parents and kids have asked me, uh, my opinion on you know should I play this off-season football and should I do these off-season workouts you know related to football um, me and the guy that I uh, coach with we suggest that uh, people get the variety and that you know you're playing multiple sports and feel like that adds for you know versatility and the, the skills transfer over so even in my you know, selfish world. They wanting these football guys to, to uh, improve and, you know, love the game and absorb it all. We really suggest and and hope that they play a, at least one other sport. And uh, yeah, I know for, for me and the way I was raised, like I said, it's, it was, you know, from one thing to the next and whatever season was in, we were all about and made it fun because you're, kind of playing and enjoying competition, but I'm absolutely with you, Jeff, that uh, I think multi-sport does serve a lot for the development of athletes. And, you know, especially those younger years, you know, where you're elementary junior high, you know, to, to get a mix. And I feel like the guys that, you know, on average were the best players in whatever sport that I, Suited up with or or whatever, a lot of them were multi-sport guys. um So yeah, yeah. that's that's my stance on it. And obviously, maybe biased from <laughs> the way that I was raised and taught. But it's you know we've been we've been faced with that question a bunch as uh, as football coaches, and I think a lot of people expect the answer to be, you know, yeah, I go to this camp, go to this thing in the off season, make it spring, make it summer, you know, and I think there's something to taking a step away from the game and and doing other things.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely something that helped me even with, you know, I dropped down as a sidearm pitcher in pro ball, but I was able to kind of do it pretty quickly kind of Mm mid-season because Mm. I did other sports growing up.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: But if I was maybe just that kind of, you know, PO pitcher only and maybe just doing baseball, I don't think I would have made that transition as easily, I've always kind of known my body, different sports, and kind of mm-hmm. was able to pick up on that pretty quick.
0: that's interesting, so yeah, you feel like yeah, different body positions and arm angles and balance and that probably made it easier for you, huh?
1: yeah, absolutely, and I mean mm-hmm. weirdly, after pro baseball i I did long drive golf, I found out I like, could hit a ball far, and I'm not a good golfer, but it's just kind of that that
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: like we talked about being kind of that multi-sport athlete and just kind of knowing my body and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cool. And then I guess, Brock, you know, I coached at the University of Calgary for a couple years. Did Mr. Kubasek try and recruit you at PBA?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kubasek was a, a huge supporter and proponent of me, uh, you know, being interested in the game was kind of always in my ear, giving me blunt advice on, what he thought I needed to work on do and um, yeah he was doing the PBA thing right kind of in the midst of me coming back for summers at college and yeah. I always had a lot of respect for him as a as a baseball guy I know a lot of other people did. Yeah
1: no absolutely and mm-hmm. even Lethbridge and they've always had you know Lethbridge Bowls and PBA and like you were talking about American Legion it's always been a very strong baseball, baseball town mm-hmm yeah, it is. And then Brock, it's just time for our ninth inning call of the bullpen. So it's just going to be some random questions just to learn a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite NHL team? Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> That's fair. Even before I moved here. <laughs> uh, favorite travel destination?
0: Well, yeah, I've never been anywhere overly exotic. I'm probably going to say Southern California.
1: Uh, favorite baseball movie.
0: Favorite baseball movie. There's a couple of good ones. Uh, you know which one I just watched that uh, probably surprised you. watch with my daughter is a league of their own just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's not huge into sports, but really enjoyed that. And I thought, no, oh, it's actually a cute little baseball movie, so <laughs> I'll go with that.
1: All-time favorite professional wrestler?
0: Mm. (laughs) Jeez, probably somebody nobody's heard of. Yeah, like some random guy. Coco Beware was my my (laughs) wrestler (laughs) guy. Yeah. (laughs) With him? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And Brock, if you could golf or have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would you like to go with?
0: Wow. That's really a good question. Um, being a coach. Yeah. You know what? Now there's some coaches that I really look up to. I'd love to pick their brain. I'd say maybe John Wooden. Yeah. Um, yeah, since it's around a golf, I feel like I'd want to golf with, a a professional golfer just to admire <laughs> that game. So I'd, who? which golfer would I pick? Uh, I would have gone tiger, healthy tiger. Yeah. Uh, so maybe wooden tiger and, um, who else? Maybe a Nick Saban. Another coach.
1: Any particular course?
0: Um, Augusta.
1: Augusta. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Brock, if you could be an Olympian in another sport, summer or winter, what sport would you like to do?
0: What sport would I like to do? Um, so that means I don't have to be good at it?
1: No, <laughs> any sport. Any?
0: Uh-huh. Um. Well, a golfer. Why not? I mean, I think that's a new Olympic sport. Yeah. I know it's maybe not the biggest right now. They're having an issue getting some of the best guys to play, but I wish I was a better golfer, and I think that seems like a something fun to be good at. I'm, I'm after the low impact stuff now, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hear you there. I'm,
0: I'm more the caddy now. I'm not. I'm done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but,
0: yeah
1: <I> <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Brock, who is your favorite player growing up? MLB. MLB.
0: Yeah. Um. Maybe Devon White. Yes, absolutely. I always kinda like yeah, guys that maybe resembled a little bit of my game. Could run and hit, you know, Tony Fernandez, maybe prior, a couple of the blue jays. Older guys that uh yeah, I was ten or twelve growing up watching. But yeah, I always liked Devon White and the way he tracked the fly ball and he could run and he yeah. just made it made it look so smooth out there. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: no thanks for coming on Brock is there any shout outs before we sign off
0: no I'd just like to say thanks for having me and appreciate what you're doing you know Alberta needs good baseball people and uh yeah I appreciate all any coach does or or guys that are trying to uh, support and grow the game so thanks for having me and, and good luck with your endeavors and Everything going on, it's good to be back to normal and get the kids out doing stuff again. So she said, D come from a land down under where women glow in and man thunder
1: can't you, hear, can't you hear the thunder?
0: Yeah.
1: You better run, you better take cover,
0: yeah. You better run, you better take cover